I had a really bad experience on the first Thanksgiving that I shared with my wife's family. Now, did I let that bad experience turn me against Thanksgiving from that point forward? Did I let that bad experience put a schism between me and them forever? No, of course not. Thanksgiving is great. Her family is great. And yet there are so many people who have a bad experience with Christianity in some way or with a Christian, and they decide, hey, I want nothing to do with that from this point forward. And it puts a schism between them and God forever. Is that a good idea? I mean, isn't God even better than Thanksgiving? We'll talk about that during this episode. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. I was counting the hours. I could not wait. It was going to be my first Thanksgiving with the family of the girl who would eventually become my wife. And I wanted her family to like me. And I wanted to like them. So as I arrived at their house that day, I had a lot on my mind. Don't trip walking up to the front door. Join in on the conversation. Be yourself. Did I wear the right thing? How does my hair look? But one thing I wasn't worried about at all was the meal itself. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and Thanksgiving food, my favorite food. Jan, the girl who had become my wife, (laughs) had been raving for days about her mom's Thanksgiving stuffing. She told me how she would have seconds and thirds of her mom's special dressing at Thanksgiving dinner, and how she would heat it up later that night as a midnight snack, how she would have it the next day as leftovers, and during the days that followed, thoroughly enjoying every bite. The more she talked about that stuffing, the more my mouth watered. So when the day finally arrived and that big bowl of dressing was passed around the Thanksgiving table, I made sure I got a heaping helping of my own. I had visions of eating nothing but dressing all day long. That is, until I put that first bite into my mouth. How can I adequately describe it? To me, it was a lot like eating a mouthful of wet sand. Jan absolutely loved it. She was on cloud nine because she had her special Thanksgiving stuffing that only her mom could make. I thought it was awful. And now I had a real problem. How was I going to eat that whole mountain of dressing on my plate? 
I mean, I had to eat it. I couldn't insult her family by leaving it there. I couldn't insult Jan's mom. On the other hand, I could not bring myself to eat it either. What I ended up doing was resorting to the trick that has been perfected by six-year-olds all over the world. I spread it around my plate so it looked like I had eaten it. And when that bowl of dressing made a second round around the table, I said, I, I can't. I'm just too full for any more. <laughs> but do you think that yucky dressing ruined my Thanksgiving that day? Of course not. Did I turn my back on Thanksgiving from that day forward? No way. It was a wonderful holiday then, and it's still a wonderful holiday now. Generally speaking, we don't let one distasteful experience ruin an otherwise wonderful part of our lives. Until it comes to God. How many people have turned their backs on God because of one distasteful Christian experience? Perhaps they had a taste of a church they didn't like. Maybe they had a bad encounter with a person who claimed to be a Christian. Others, I'm sure, have been disappointed in God for something that didn't go the way they wanted it to go, or a prayer that wasn't answered the way they thought it should be. Maybe they're suffering and feel that God isn't there for them. So you know what they do? They just turn their backs on God and Jesus and never look back. That one distasteful mouthful of Christianity was more than they could stomach. So they bail out on the whole thing, Jesus and all. It's so sad. Just think of how many Thanksgiving I would have missed if I had turned my back on the whole holiday way back then on the Thanksgiving of bad stuffing. <laughs> how many memories would I have lost, like how Jan's dad always had pinto beans and green onions at Thanksgiving, or all the times we packed up three kids and a turkey in our car and drove hours and hours to get to Jan's parents' house on the night before Thanksgiving. We didn't get there till way after midnight. Or how Aaron, our oldest, would always ask us as we were driving down there, how much longer? And when the answer wasn't good enough, she would say, show me with your hands. The point is, important stuff happens on Thanksgiving, bad dressing and all. So I keep coming back to Thanksgiving over and over again, and I still look forward to every Thanksgiving now because I know something special is going to happen. Just think how much people miss who have turned their backs on Jesus. The relationship, the memories, the important stuff. If instead they would just keep coming back to him, something special would happen. That awful taste in their mouths would be changed into the sweet morsel of God's love. This is how Paul described it in the Bible in the letter that he wrote to the Philippian church. He said, the very credentials people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. 
And why? Because of Christ. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my Savior firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. Jesus is at the Thanksgiving table waiting for you to join him. It's time to come back to him. It's time to throw away all of the bad stuff and forget it because the good stuff is coming and it's so much better. When it comes from Jesus, you won't be disappointed like I was with my Thanksgiving stuffing. Instead, you will keep coming back for more because what he puts before you will not only be the best for you, it will be perfect. It will be exactly what you need. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, He never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe Himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, He talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God, who meets you in real life ways every day.